Hey guys, I'm going to start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm going to give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Vivek. So talk to us about insurance. Tell me one or a couple methods or suggestions that will help with maneuvering and guide us through the insurance game. So two things uh, with insurance. Number one, I mean, one thing I want anybody that is thinking about taking PPO insurances, et cetera, and that's the only thing that I've been experienced with or I've experienced with HMO, et cetera, right? But if you're thinking about taking PPO insurance, there's a very, very big, almost like a myth that exists that PPO insurances, if you're taking those, you can't be as profitable as fee-for-service practices. I'm I'm stating this with like utmost confidence that across the board, you can be in network with every PPO there is and still be just as profitable, if not more, as fee-for-service practices. And I know that's a big statement to make, but I'll tell you two things that make a big difference. Number one, so you know, my company is in fee negotiations, right? So mm-hmm. number one is getting highest reimbursements. Now, what people don't realize is the difference that you can get between optimizing and negotiating your insurances and not is not like, oh, it's a 5% difference. It's a 50% difference sometimes. You could be getting $800 for a crown as a general dentist from a PPO insurance and the dentist next door in network with the exact same PPO insurance could be getting paid $1,200. There's like really no big rhyme or reason. So it's just a way to like contract, et cetera. But I want number one people to know that you can get some incredibly high reimbursements. Step one, every dentist in the country, that is step one. And that is the number one thing that you put focus on because I have seen a lot of dentists put a lot of focus and a lot of energy on things like supplies. For some strange reason, every time the dentist is looking at their numbers, some strange reason, they go to the supplies right? Like, why is my supplies cost 6%? But the number that will make the biggest dent and the the way you put your number one focus is, is maximizing the insurance reimbursement. It's a gift that keeps on giving because once you get those fees, you're getting those day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. So that is step one for any business whatsoever. And there should be a rule that you are not allowed to put your utmost focus on anything else until you put your focus on that, right? Because that one thing is going to dwarf all your other initiatives, marketing and all this stuff. Everything will get dwarfed just by that. Okay. The second thing is making sure that you can collect everything that you're producing. And that comes down to A, understanding insurance and verifying insurance to get all the different caveats. But more importantly, the treatment presentation of any treatment that for a patient that has insurance, uh, the way you word it and the way you present it becomes very, very important. And I'll I'll share what I mean here. This is a common problem in offices where there's a very, very high AR, accounts receivable, a lot of big patient balances, okay? I can tell you this, that my company PPO Profits has a division called RCM Profits that Amy runs. She's been on your podcast. And every time we onboard a new office, typically the accounts receivable 
you know, it's like pages and pages long. Hundreds of thousand dollars of patient balances that have been out there pending for a long time. Now, the reason, the number one reason for that is the insurance didn't cover something and the patient is refusing to pay. That's the number one reason. Mm -hmm. And the number one cause of like friction between a dental office and a patient is finances because they were not clear on, you know, some payments that the dentist believes should the patient should pay and the patient is like, not my problem. The reason why this happens is that a lot of treatment planners, treatment coordinators, um, when they're presenting treatment, they are definitely trained to use the word estimate with insurance. I've seen this over and over again. They'll say, I always tell the patient, it's an estimate. But I also want you to know that word does not register with the patient. Sometimes I'm even interviewing treatment planners and treatment coordinators. Um, and I'll ask them and they'll always tell me, there's like, we always tell the patient it's an estimate. Yet the reason it doesn't register is because very often, you know, you're almost saying it's something like, hey, we, you know, you're, we're in network with your insurance. The crown is 800 bucks, you know, I had a discounted rate with it and your policy covers 50%. Our estimate is that your insurance will cover $400 and your co pays $400. And the financial policy says that this is just an estimate, et cetera. The reality is when people are in the chair, they're not processing everything well enough and they're definitely not reading everything well enough. And so they're just basically signing it. And now if the crown gets denied and they get a balance for 400 bucks, patients just get upset. It's like, why don't you check with my insurance? And it becomes challenging because the dentists are also concerned about getting bad reviews. They're concerned about the patient getting upset and losing that patient or the family, et cetera. And it all boiled down to that there wasn't clarity to the patient that whatever the balance is going to be their responsibility, no matter what even though you use words like estimate. The better way that, that I always try to like explain it, and it's almost like you have to put away the corporate jargon and all that stuff. And this is, I'm sharing exactly how I used to say it in the later part of my career where I was a little bit more seasoned or mature. I would definitely tell the patients that this is an estimate, but I would always tell people that I want you to know your insurance is very, very good at making you believe that you've got great coverage. But in dentistry, Insurance isn't insurance. Dental insurance is not like insurance. In medical world, you know, if you've got a medical plan, right, and you may have a high deductible or a high out-of-pocket maximum or low deductible, et cetera, but after some time, there's a car accident and you've got to go through multiple surgeries and the bill is $300,000, you're not worried beyond your out-of-pocket maximum. You pay five, 6000 bucks, but you're not concerned. That's true insurance. Car insurance is true insurance. In dental, it's the actual insurance companies don't use the word insurance. It's a benefit. Mm -hmm. and, so, and they are very, very good at keeping as much of the money. And if you take a look at, we're in downtown Chicago. If you go to downtown Chicago, the biggest buildings are, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield building and the Prudential building. These insurance companies didn't get to build huge buildings in major cities by paying out all the, all the benefit. They are experts at creating very, very tiny exclusions and clauses to not cover this balance while making you believe you've got great coverage. And what ends up happening is you feel insurance is your friend and we're not. It's the other way around. Our job is to not try to get as much money from the insurance. I also want you to know that whenever we're doing any treatment and whenever we're sending the claim on your behalf, when you give us your insurance card, it's not like a credit card that we can run and get payment. We are just hoping that in the future, there is some entity that is going to pay us 
And we are trained to get as much money from the insurance as possible. So we will try this as much, but it's a cat and mouse game, but they have a lot more money than any dentist there is. And they're experts at it with their army of lawyers, et cetera. I want you to know, sometimes the claims don't get denied and we will try and fight for you. We may even need your help in that. But at the end, if they don't come through, please always recognize this is your balance. So if we have agreed to $800 from your insurance policy, please note for this crown, we need to get paid $800 for our work. And we are definitely hopeful that we would rather collect $400 from someone else than our own patient. If it doesn't happen, please always know it'll come to you. It'll be a responsibility. And if that's not okay with you, it's better we don't do it. But our goal is to not make decisions on your insurance. I just want you to understand that clinically, we need to do this. And then financially, we will try to collect it from your party. But assume that if you are unwilling to pay the full price at some point in time, if it happens, then keep that in mind. And, and that's only like if, if a patient is asking and all this. Some patients are like, whatever, right? Like just, I got you. We kind of have to feel the patient, but some of the patients where you're like, okay, this is a big financial decision for them. You got to be a little bit more than just saying to them, well, this is an estimate. And my philosophy has changed here uh, in our own practice because my wife, when, when I used to do the treatment presentations there, mm -hmm. I used to lead with insurance and it was a mistake. It was a mistake, complete mistake. Now it has become more and more that this is the treatment and we'll try to collect as much from your insurance. But at the end, we need to collect $1,000 for this. And so that's why our collection ratio is becoming much, much better, just because of the verbiage and the expectations. So now the patient, when they're getting the treatment done, their clear expectation, uh, the whole narrative was given about big buildings and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that, uh, that if the insurance doesn't pay after appealing and all that stuff, then they'll be responsible for it. So there's no, there's disappointment in the patient if the insurance doesn't cover. There isn't like a, you evil dentist. It's more like we're on the same team fighting with this insurance company that is changing the rules of the game as they go along. Your dentist is in your team right now fighting with your insurance versus me and my insurance are together. Hey, dentist, you got to figure it out yourself. Yeah. No, I like that, man. Is the narrative that you are using right now or that you transition to, do you <laughs> feel like it's kind of pushing, not pushing, but like kind of where I guess the patient's like, okay, well, let me get a second opinion from somewhere else. And then that other desperate, not desperate, but like, you know, who wants it more, or like, will say estimate. And they're like, yeah, no, we can do that. We can do that. We can definitely do that. But then, you know, they get the treatment done and then boom, they can't do it because of. At the end of the day, right? Like it all boils down to the level of conviction that you have. And, and you know, the across the whole practice, my wife has gotten really confident in her work as well, right? Like, so there isn't much of a patient wants to get a second opinion. That's okay. And I'll say this, dentists don't like to use the word sales. I'm not averse to using the word sales, et cetera, right? Like a lot of interactions are sales. But I used to work at this corporate company where uh, this person was the director of proposals, meaning, you know, sending a proposal. And she was really, really young, but came in at a very high position. One of the smartest marketing ladies ever, ever come across. Her name is Erica. And I remember one thing that she said to me, like sales is one word psychology. It's that's the switch that gets flipped. And beyond that, it's no longer a choice, right? Like they've made their decision. Now they just need to remove all the constraints. And one of the ways that you basically, you know, like have it where psychologically they feel that I want to get the work done by this dentist is when the dentist and the team holds their ground. This is not like a negotiation type of a thing, right? It's more like this is how it works. And if somebody wants to get a second opinion, et cetera, of course. 
So no worries. But the more confident you become, the more you're speaking almost a different language, very like person to person language. And if yeah. like someone said that to me, right? Like, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't know. I'll get a second opinion. I'll always be like, no problem. Totally makes sense. I just want you to know, one of the things we don't do in this office is bend because of your insurance. Because if you think about a world that there is no such thing as an insurance, it's a patient coming over to say, I need this treatment. And the dentist saying that this is the cost. We are just at that. Now, if you have insurance, it's great. We support and we want to get that. But I want you to know, we should not ever, and no dentist should try to bend their treatment based on your insurance. Now, there's some exceptions to that. If you're coming to the end of the year and you have no insurance benefit remaining, and on January 1st, it's going to reset, and it's not an emergency, and we can wait the following second, we can do it then. So that's the level that it's okay. But clinically, nobody should say, well, I should do this because of insurance. I should not do this because of insurance. This crown is needed. There's like zero doubt about that. And I'll sometimes make this joke, like nine out of 10 dentists will say that there's a crown and the one dentist is just wrong. But, you know, if you take this, the opinion will be that, yes, a crown is needed. Now, how they say, if they take the responsibility of your insurance to them, that's on them. We don't do that. And so for us, this is going to be your balance and that's how it should be. And I think, again, right, like the, if you hold your frame and you truly are like, you know, that this is like a very simple transaction that we are willing to let a third party come in the picture for a little bit, I think just patients feel more, more at ease, even if they don't like the answer. I'm just telling you, all of us are like this. All of us are like this. I mean, they be like, this person cost me more money, but he's not budging. I'm willing to spend money with him. It's a psychological thing that flips that you now are trying to figure out a way to make something happen with this particular dentist. And I truly believe that, right? Like, I think the more you are confident, the more seasoned you are, right? And the one tip or trick that I always tell people now is that try to do everything to have as little stress in your life as possible. And mm -hmm. you will see how amazing things will become. Because if you are worried about stress, then you are simply telling the patient, everything that you truly believe, truly know. And if they are leaving and not coming back, that's okay. You're at least not getting stressed out by that patient later on if the balance doesn't get paid because it was very clear. And if it's clear and the patient says, yeah, I understand, man. I totally get it. These insurances. And then signs the document and the claim doesn't get paid. And then you're sending them a text with a text to pay link saying, sorry, man, we tried everything, right? But like we discussed, unfortunately, your insurance didn't cover because of this reason. Here's the link to pay. There is no like, you know, I'm not concerned anymore about this patient calling and saying, what's going on? Well, we already had this discussion so clearly that I'm not stressed out about it, right? It's like, well, we talked about it. So if you start doing everything to say, how can I be where I don't get stressed out with the situation later on, then you are putting all your cards on the table up front without worrying about who is going to play with you or not. Mm -hmm. But you know that if they have agreed to it, it's a easier transaction. And the more you do that, the more people want your services. I'm telling you, the more your treatment planner and the dentist is confident when presenting treatment and not caring about it, the more patients want your treatment, even if it is more expensive than the dentist next door. I like that. Psychology. Sales is psychology. Awesome. Awesome, Vivek. I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can definitely find them on the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group or where can they reach out to you directly? Facebook is best. I miss emails, but Facebook Messenger, I'm usually there, so message me on Facebook. 
Awesome. So that's going to be in the show notes below, guys. And Vivek, thank you for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode. Always. Always.